0: Hello, welcome to Oda, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal. No way, we take part ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Plotcher.
0: And I'm Carrie Poppy. I had to think about what my last name was there. Did you? Uh Uh-huh. Because I looked up at my cat, and she has a different last name than me.
1: Oh, she's Spears?
0: She's Spears. Okay. Yeah. And so I looked at her just as I was saying that, and I I thought of the name Golly. I was like, that's not right. I'm I'm Carrie Carrie Spears. And then I was like, oh, no, that's not right either. (laughs) You knew your name? Straight up? Yeah, no confusion. Just came in with it?
1: I didn't look at Gloria Steinem behind you and think, <laughs> am I Ross Steinem, my Gloria Blotcher? No, no confusion.
0: Well, must be nice.
1: Never a miscommunication.
0: You must be a turquoise.
1: No, that's not one of the colors.
0: You must be a purple with flecks of gold. <laughs>
1: That should be one of the colors. I would, though, like to be classified by some color. You
0: would, okay. I
1: feel like my life would be embiggened by Uh having a color associated with my personality.
0: Uh Uh-huh, okay. This sounds like it's going to go down a completely different path than it's gonna go down. It sounds like you're talking about your skin color.
1: Which might come up in this discussion.
0: Which may come up, but in this case, you're talking about the color code.
1: Yes, the color code. It is a person personality index that is not I had to clarify this they are not the first ones to have thought of the idea of having a color that attaches to your personality
0: yeah there's a few of these right
1: yeah it seems like the best known one is one I had never heard of before but my dad and stepmom just told me about last Sunday okay which I thought was an interesting coincidence oh funny but it consists of blue gold orange and green
0: Oh, okay. And they were talking. They
1: were talking about themselves on those metrics, and my dad said, "Oh, yeah, you're definitely a green mm. to me." So I looked that up, and I thought, "Yeah, okay, I can see why you'd say that."
0: Hmm. That's interesting because when we wanted to do a personality thing, I remembered when I lived in Sacramento, going to a New Age bookstore and doing a reading on my personality that was based on colors, mm-hmm. and I do remember there being green, yellow, red. And I thought ah. blue. But anyway, what I remember about it is that we all took the quizzes there in front of the proctor. And then I got yellow with almost an equal amount of green. Okay. Or maybe that was flipped. I'm not sure. But she said, oh, interesting. This happens with women sometimes. And usually what it means is you are a yellow, but you're trying to masquerade as a green because greens are more accepted in our society for women. And tried to, like, talk me into...
1: Yellow? Being,
0: yeah, being a yellow. Your true self. Right, which she felt must be more true to me because they were so close or whatever. Okay. It just seems like such a messy little system.
1: <laughs> right. With- so
0: that's what I expected here, but no green, so it must not be the same one.
1: Which is interesting because that sounds so related to a tactic that we've pointed out in Psychics before where the idea is to set up a system that you can kind of play with
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: say, well, you got this card, but actually, because you're Jupiter Ascendant, it could also mean that blah, 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 or it could be the opposite, or you turned it upside down, or this month, or because you're a woman, I could also interpret it this way.
0: And if they're particularly good at keeping their status, they will also give themselves permission to play, but not you. If Uh you're like, if you say, oh, it's interesting now that you say that, now that I realize I can play around. I think I'm more of a blue than a red. No, 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 (laughs) no, no. I'm the expert here.
1: This is in place to confirm my evaluations (laughs) based on our momentary interactions. (laughs) Right. There's also a My Color Personality Index that comes up when I search for personality colors. And it has gray, orange, green, crimson, purple, blue, and little blurbs for different combinations thereof. We've talked about personality tests before. We did an episode on the Myers-Briggs test. And then also talked about, oh, what's that one? The seven.
0: The Enneagram.
1: Enneagram. We also talked about that. For Myers-Briggs, there were 16. For the Zodiac, there's 12. Mm -hmm. You know, for just like good old fashioned straight astrology. It seems like there's a certain logic where if you told me, Ross, there's only one type of person in the world. I'd be like, all right, you've got some really broad, <laughs> useless thing to say then.
0: Right. And yeah, it, You. it's become a tautology at that point. The, it, per, the type is person.
1: Right. And then if you told me there are only two types of people in this world, I would be waiting for either a joke
0: mm-hmm. or,
1: you know, some pithy observation. Oh,
0: right. Uh, people who understand binary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the 10.
1: That only works with a one zero. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a joke you can't say. You can only write it.
0: Oh, interesting. I think I've only heard people say it. There are ten types of people.
1: Yeah, but it's not. It's not ten at that those point. Who don't. There is no tens place. It's binary. See, only people who don't understand <sighs> binary God. would say that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. And then if you told me, you know, there's four types of people in this world, I'd be like, No, okay. there's not. I'm
0: not interested.
1: <laughs> right. So it's at least it seems numerically, you know, if you wanted to impress me, you'd start with there are 128 types of people in this world. Then I would say, I'm listening. <laughs>
0: Because it's broad enough that maybe you'll tell me something and can find enough that that thing will be somewhat specific.
1: Maybe it'll have some predictive powers.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. Um,
1: now, I can say for this test we're about to talk about and these other ones that we're referring to, there are mixtures where this is your primary and this is your secondary and therefore that means X and it wi- yes. widens the consideration. Right. Um, fine.
0: But still pretty limiting. We are talking, of course, about the color code. Did we say that? It's
1: worth saying again after everything we've said in between.
0: And it was created by Taylor Hartman, so you also may see the Hartman color code in various places. And
1: if you want to follow along at home, you can go to colorcode.com, and you'll see right away they give color code the little tagline, personality science. Hmm. hmm. There is a free version of the test where it will just tell you your color. There are four color options available in this test. Yes. They are red, yellow, blue, white, which I think is interesting because somewhere it said which. Hue am I? I would not count white as a hue. Oh, sure. Be that as it may. So they even say off the bat that these colors are chosen arbitrarily.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Meaning that they don't correspond to some meaningful yeah. oh, blue is blue because you're more placid or something. Exactly.
1: Like that. Yeah. Red is red because you're hungry.
0: Right. We're just we're just using them for consistency the way we might say group A, group B.
1: Yellow is yellow because you're cowardly.
0: Right. <laughs> like the cowardly. <laughs>
1: nothing like that
0: uh though there will there are a number of videos where the creator of this is talking about the system and he keeps having to say and white people and by that i mean people (laughs) with white
2: personalities
0: (laughs) i kept thinking like you you made this you could have picked any other color
1: (laughs) we'll get to our significant others later but my wife sent me a text saying it says i'm a white person which is correct
0: (laughs) I predicted that your wife would be a white.
1: You were right. Mm -hmm. I also predicted that she would be a white.
0: Oh, wow. So, I mean, that that
1: does say something. Right. (laughs) That gives us uh, some vague, at least, understanding that people do generally fall within these personality categories.
0: Or are perceived as such by others.
1: There's additional layers here, but Mm -hmm. uh, let's unpack that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, as you said, you can take a free version of the quiz, but we don't (laughs) do that sort of thing here.
1: would be a short episode we don't make those
0: it would not be a short episode we'd still fill it but uh if you can get more data oh yeah we're gonna pay you for more data
1: we'll pay you approximately 39 dollars 95 for that data
0: that's right so we both took this test carrie and printed her is
1: out she has a thick manual yeah in front of her
0: that i've highlighted you've
1: highlighted.
0: Hi- <laughs> i've highlighted
1: you have highlighted. uh yeah highlighted well,
0: okay <laughs> yeah,
1: highlighted,
0: and then you can read about yourself and your various colors, whether that's just one color or if you have a wing color. Okay, so let's quickly review what red, blue, white, and yellow are, as described on the homepage of ColorCode.com. Okay, listener, maybe think to yourself of these colors, which do I think I am most like? So you've got your reds. They need to look good technically, be right, and be respected. They're strong leaders, and they love challenges.
1: Blues need to have integrity and be appreciated. They are focused on quality and creating strong relationships.
0: Whites need to be accepted and treated with kindness. They're logical, objective, and tolerant of others.
1: Yellows need to be noticed and have fun. They love life, social connections, and being positive and spontaneous.
0: Okay. So did you have a prediction about what you would be when you just looked at those four?
1: I knew what I wouldn't be. Um, Ah,
0: right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't feel I can eliminate any of these options.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, you feel some connection, affinity to all of them.
0: Yeah, I feel like any of these results you could spit out, and I'd even if for a second I'd say, oh, weird, then you know, it would take a few seconds to just like reconfigure the prism through which I see my life and go, oh, I see how you yeah, found that. Yeah,
1: I do wonder if they have worked to configure this test in such a way that it is impossible. To equally score on all four. Oh, right. Because that would mess with their whole system. It would. But we'll get there.
0: And maybe that would make you feel balanced, but don't worry. They'll spend 40 pages telling you why that should not make you feel balanced. That should make you feel bad.
1: Should I tell you what I thought would be eliminated? Or is For you? It, yeah. Yeah. I was pretty sure I would not be a white.
0: Okay. I looked at this and I thought I would probably be a yellow.
1: Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Your eyes are sparkling. Uh, okay, so then you go in and you take this little test, and right away, something very annoying about it rears its head. First of all, it says, this is a welcome message. <laughs> yeah, End yeah. of sentence. How did I miss that? I just noticed it, too. I, I not <laughs> it's like when Dwight has to decorate for the birthday this party. This is and he your just birthday. just writes, this is your birthday. Okay. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a welcome message. Okay, so they had a template for this website, uh-huh. and they just forgot to fill that or out. Or
0: they were like, that's perfect.
1: Yeah. No period after message. Yeah, <laughs> this, all. We this just is a welcome to be message. Clear. <laughs> we'll just let it hang into the universe. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, part one, strengths and limitations. This section consists of thirty four word clusters. For each cluster, choose the one trait that best describes how you behaved as, as a, a child. child
1: in all caps and high highlight. Highlighted.
0: <laughs> Hiluted?
1: Hy hi- <hi-litated. laughs>
0: And if you Yes, if you click on it, it takes you to FAQs where clearly people are saying, what, why? You're why right. as a child?
1: Right, everybody wants to know. Explain this for me. Yeah. Uh, maybe when they said part one, strengths and limitations, they meant the strengths and limitations of this test. And one of them is that you're supposed to take it <laughs> as describing how you behaved as a child.
0: Which we consider a limitation.
1: <laughs> well, technically, yes. You are being limited to a... No, so for sure. So you're adult perception of your childhood self and yes yes, it takes you to an explanatory page and what do they say Carrie?
0: oh just pick who you were as a kid for most people the childhood self is the easiest way to identify how they naturally are the profile is designed to be taken from the earliest recollections you have of yourself the idea is for you to complete the profile considering yourself before you were influenced by outside factors.
1: So, yeah, the underlying theory is that you have this core personality that was set in utero. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's
0: literally correct.
1: That you you popped out of the womb with and there's nothing that can change that. That's going to be your core Drive, And that's going to guide you throughout your life. Now, of course, you can learn additional behaviors and filters on top of that throughout your life that affect your behavior. But you're still going to be that core person.
0: Now, you might listen to that and think, well, okay, you know, uh, we're not totally a blank slate. There's Mm -hmm. this sort of genetic imprint we come in with, things like mental illness, travel in families, so that makes sense. No, 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 no. This is not genetics either. The report explicitly says... That this is outside of environment and genetics. Yes. What is it then? What's
1: the other option?
0: So that was my first hint that there was some sort of religious <laughs> center to this. Oh. Because I thought, is it the soul?
1: Yeah, they they say in the, the document they send you if you pay the 40 bucks. It is important to know that your DCM, that's...
0: Del that, Close Marathon. Yeah,
1: we, wait, what? <laughs>
0: Del, Del Close is an improviser and there's a big improv festival called DCM Del Close Marathon. So oh. that's what I think of.
1: Okay, obscure, but I like it. That's their driving core motive. Yes. So thereafter, they call it DCM. Don't worry. We won't use DCM as if you're supposed to remember that or know that. It's important to know that your DCM is not linked to heredity or environment. It is innate. You were born with it. Wait a second. I was
0: born with my heredity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What are you saying? What's the other option? Yeah. So so that's true. This is now painting a little mystery here. Uh, So, okay. So when you fill out these questions, you're supposed to... Put yourself into the mind of yourself as a child or just observe yourself mentally as a child and answer the questions as you think they applied to your childhood self.
0: And I saw somewhere in this them say, ideally a child of like, I think they said 9 to eleven.
1: Nine to 11.
0: And then later it also says, just offhandedly, says, oh, and if you're having trouble with that, pick the time when you felt like your truest self. And I was like, what? What if that is completely different? Right. Uh, I feel more like my truest self now than I did at nine.
1: They do give the corrective here. Try not to focus on how you wish you were or how you would like to be. Remember, your first impression is usually the best. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, okay. I don't know about you. I feel like a very different person. Like when Mm -hmm. when I think of like an inner child and that sort of concept, I'm like, I don't have that. (laughs) She's not in there.
1: Okay, you feel like uh, you have changed and mutated and lost cells and atoms, and now there's a very different Carrie that is not Caroline.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, not that I don't retain any of those, you know, memories and Mm -hmm. and imprints that have created who I am, but yeah, it doesn't feel like, oh, she's she's the real me that's inside in some meaningful way.
1: I agree in that I think that is uh, mythical, though I would say there are core... Aspects of myself that I still feel are me and things that I want to maintain. Mm-hmm. But I think both of us are lifelong self modifiers. I think, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we're constantly trying to learn new things, evaluate, change,
0: empty our colons,
1: empty our colons. Mm-hmm. That was the next thing on my, on my <laughs> mind. I like to think I am a very different person, but I do understand kind of what they're going for, yeah. and I, I think it's in some ballpark.
0: Sure. Okay. So in part one, you get 30 questions, and these questions, actually, you wouldn't even call them questions. You get 30 clusters mm-hmm. of four words each. You go through each cluster and say to yourself, which of these most described me as a child?
1: Correct.
0: Already pissing both of us off.
1: I hated it. I, <laughs> I like oh, wow. okay. my my brain just shuts off and doesn't want to engage with this because I, I think this is something that's also kind of true of both of us is that we think in counterexamples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you tell us something and immediately our brains start to think, okay, well, what would be the exception to that? Right. So then you give me a list of proactive nurturing objective insightful and now not only am i having to okay imagine boy ross so i'm trying to picture little me all right what's my earliest memory that would inform any of these do i do i feel drawn to any of these proactive nurturing objective insightful okay not nurturing I ruled that one out Um, and
0: and how do I decide if I was those things when I've never been anyone else am I comparing it to who I am today am I am I looking at how people reacted to me
1: they told me to go with the first thing that came into my mind well it was proactive okay well that would be the proactive thing to do so maybe I should just (laughs) go with that but I can think of times I was proactive but I can think of times I was objective Mm -hmm, well sure but uh, probably a lot of people would have thought I was an insightful child well that sounds self Congratulatory. Let's stick with <laughs> proactive and objective. Yep. Yeah. yep. So there's like all these layers. And then you're also trying to model yourself as a child.
0: Right. Yeah. So I just kept <laughs> going with my intuitive answer as often as I could. If one just even popped out at me, I was like, that one.
1: Which is funny because number two starts with indecisive. And I didn't even think about that for a moment. But I realized I just painted myself as being oh, very indecisive interesting. on this I questions. think of
0: myself as quite indecisive.
1: Interesting. interesting. Yeah. What it, I think, I think I chose perfectionist. But for any one of of these words if you hover over you get a tool tip and they give you an additional definition that might help you with some either synonyms or a quick definition that will help you uh, decide but yeah it was just it was a lot of head strain and and it feels like no matter what I choose like well I could have also chosen all right well I'll go with this and um, yeah it's just it's it's not my idea of a good time
0: <laughs> it's still I don't know what I love about a quiz you could probably quiz me about sea urchins, and I would still be like, this is pretty Yeah, fun.
1: we are different there in that I know you like quizzes objectively more than I do.
0: Okay, there you go. Well, that was number 12. That <laughs> was it? Qu- quiz liker. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, let's give a couple other examples. Okay, number okay. six. Silently stubborn. Okay. Worry prone. Okay. An interrupter. Okay. Obsessive.
0: I don't know which one am I. I know which one I am. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and trying to paint a picture of me being obsessive.
1: I was interrupting you.
0: Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Silently stubborn yeah. wouldn't have worked <laughs> as well on, <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I can't, uh, I can't remember what I chose, but I did screen grab before I submitted this, so I do have my answers.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, I don't know if I did. Whoops. Okay, well, good for you. Let's see. I'm going to pick another number. Uh, number seventeen. We've got even-tempered, inclusive, dependable, focused.
1: Okay, I chose focused.
0: Oh, okay. See, I don't even know what I picked, but oh, I probably would have picked inclusive. Okay. My teachers would often single me out as like, "Oh, there's a new girl. Like, Carrie will play with her. Will you play with
2: the new mm. girl?"
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, a- another thing that was throwing me off while taking this was that recently my wife and I have been watching Young Sheldon. Oh, uh-huh. It's the spin-off from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> right, right. And so when I would picture myself as a kid, I didn't look like the actor, but, you know, roughly in the category. Okay. White boy. Uh-huh. And he's an obnoxious, precocious little know-it-all. And so I think I was just kind of thinking more about those aspects of myself. Oh, right. When I was into math or memorizing pie or being the whiz kid in some respects. And I just felt myself only viewing one part of my childhood. And then I'd have to think more about other interactions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I think I would start to veer more towards those precocious identifiers, the things where I'm obsessed with being right or correcting other people. And I was like, that's not true either. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, at least... Correction. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Anyways, I feel like I was flavored just because I kind of had that in my head and my brain was going there.
0: Yeah. Or the more positive or like self-congratulatory version is seeing these four, which you've already been shown before you even get to the quiz. Mm. Now that's planted in your head. Mm -hmm. If you want to look fun or you want to look peaceful or loving, those words are going to stick out for you.
1: Right. And tests like these generally are supposed to correct for things like that Mm -hmm. to have some kind of mechanisms built in to at least ask you enough questions where they'll sort of get their way to the truth. Right. But you are thinking about that like, oh, I bet that's the answer for the yellow people. Right,
0: totally. <laughs> okay, so then part two is called Situations. This section consists of 15 situations with four possible reactions to each. Again, consider the reactions in each question and mark the one response, most like you, as, as a, a child. child. That's in caps. That's why we're saying it so loud at you.
1: It's a good thing we, we encounter all caps text as little as we do. <laughs>
0: Yes, we will shout it at you into a microphone <laughs> in unison with no uh, concept of what a podcast is. Okay, so so here I'm picking one randomly again. In an argument with a parent, I was typically then you choose one of these four options: mm. disrespectful of authority and verbally manipulative, verbally attacking and unyielding, emotionally distraught and hung up over fairness, or silently stubborn, uncomfortable and/or confused about how to respond.
1: Yeah, which immediately made me think, well, I never argued with my dad. Mm. That just wasn't a thing. I definitely argued with my mom. All right, well, how did I argue with my mom? So I answered that way. But Mm -hmm. I could easily have chosen that last option with my dad.
0: Mm Okay. Oh, see, and here's one where you can very much see the red, yellow, blue, white answers. This is number 43. As a child, I was... Quiet, easygoing and or lazy, mm-hmm. well behaved, caring and or depressed, happy, playful and or obnoxious, confident, determined and or outwardly demanding.
1: And that and or does a lot of heavy lifting there too. <laughs> True. It's like, okay, confident, determined, and or outwardly demanding? Oh, okay, these are different categories. And maybe I was well behaved and outwardly demanding. <laughs> that... But
0: but I can definitely see which colors they're going for yeah. here. Oh, yeah. absolutely. White, blue, yeah. yellow, red. <laughs>
1: exactly (laughs) so you fill out it's 45 questions total so i think you said 15 of those uh also miserable i hated this test
0: (laughs) wow i didn't hate it i I was annoyed by the same things but maybe to a lesser degree
1: Uh, yeah and then at the end (laughs) you you put in your your first and last name your zip code they want to know your age group yes there's four options there white Red, blue, yellow. 13 to 17,
0: 18 to 29, 30 to 49, and 50 plus. Those
1: breakdowns are always so interesting.
0: Yeah, it's always really strange how, like, you're at 50, you've got another few decades to go, most likely, and we're like, oh, that's all the same.
1: Yeah, up 50 plus. 50
0: plus. That's true. That's half your life. That's fine. Whatever, we get it.
1: Whereas the first category is just a mere (laughs) five-year span. Yeah,
0: 13 to 17. Interesting.
1: Well, (laughs) you know. People 50 and older, they're all the same. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like if I collected every age breakdown I saw in different forms, like no two would match. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any standardized except
0: those like Nielsen rating type ones. They have
1: to keep those the same. Yeah, like
0: eighteen to thirty-nine. I know is the like the power group in ratings.
1: They want to know your marital status. They want to know your gender. You get two options for that.
0: Oh right, you're right. Womp
1: womp. And then they
0: are unicorn and dragon. (laughs) Yeah, they're male female womp womp.
1: Which also suggests maybe a religious maybe inclination for this test. And then they want to know what best describes Why? why You are taking this personality test.
0: (laughs) As a child. I
1: think I said, I'm just curious and or having fun with my friends because I figured that wouldn't affect my results.
0: I think I did that too. They
1: want your email, of course, and then they want you to sign up for regular emails. I got enough of those. No, thank you. I did not sign up for that. I I, I showed restraint. I'm learning.
0: Oh, very nice. I don't think I signed up either, but I might have signed up.
1: You're going to find out tomorrow.
0: What's tomorrow?
1: The day you'd get an email from them. Oh. They send them on Saturdays.
0: Oh, do they? Is that what it says? No. Oh. (laughs) It's like, Russ really looked into this. Okay, so you fill these out. You immediately get your PDF PDF. With your personalized, comprehensive analysis.
1: So, you know, they've got a, a way of automatically generating this. Nobody handscribed this. Right. And sent us 36 pages.
0: I I think they did, though, because it says carry throughout.
1: Oh, you know what? It says my name, too. You're right. There's See? no way to automate that.
0: Yeah. See? You may hear my actual paper in the audio, listener. That's that's how you know this is all legitimate.
1: You may hear me scroll the PDF on my touchscreen laptop.
0: <laughs> Something that happens in every episode, but this time you might hear it. Oh, very good scrolling.
1: Trying to make an <laughs> audible sound. Okay.
0: Okay, so should we guess what each other's were?
1: Yes, we should.
0: <laughs> okay, I made two predictions for you. Okay, but now, yeah, now I don't know. <laughs> now I'm making arguments in my head for the other two. Right, so. right.
1: I'm guessing I know your two most prominent colors, and okay. I'm not sure which way they they flip.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's at the same time say our first guess for each other and our second guess for each other. Okay, you okay, ready? Red, yellow, blue. red. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Okay, you said-
1: I said yellow, yellow, red.
0: Red. I thought I would be yellow too. Okay. That was my first guess. Shall I tell you about me first? Yeah. I far and away got the strongest for blue.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Very much got the least for red.
1: Interesting. 5.2%. Whoa.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Not even
0: really part of my character profile. Wow. So blue first, but my second was yellow. So it says- 55.37% 55.37% blue, 25.85% yellow.
1: Wow, okay.
0: And then a pretty steep drop, white, 13.58%, red, 5.2%.
1: Wow, okay. All right, and so you said for me, red, blue. Yes. Okay. Uh, but red, now I
0: want to say red, yellow.
1: Well, too bad. Not You white. said red, blue. Um, <laughs> so, so my primary is red. Yes.
0: Whoa, okay. Yeah,
1: pretty dominant red there. Again, thinking of young Sheldon as I filled this out, but (laughs) you know, I I think red was what I would have predicted for myself with caveats that will come. Mm. And then my secondary is yellow. 34.71%. 34.71%. So almost Aww. the same like just 3% less.
0: Okay.
1: Then blues a third place with 19.81%. Okay. So, you know, it takes up a little bit of the chart in case so you're not, not picturing not a
0: bunch. it. And then a t- Silver white, seven point seven eight percent. Okay, very interesting.
1: Red and yellow, blue and white—they are precious (laughs) in his sight. Jesus loves the little colors of the world. It's
0: true. Now we will get to a part in this where we get to see how we get along with other colors. So it's useful for us to know each other's
1: whether we need to fight.
0: Mm-hmm. to the death fight, right now fight flee or freeze <laughs>
1: oh that's right those are our options
0: <laughs> yeah okay i guess i'll tell you i'll walk you through my pdf okay 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 yeah okay so section one overview of the color code theory i'm
1: just looking at how thick that printout is <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll be here all night don't worry i highlighted So that
1: it's high left.
0: I know what to pay attention to and what not to. You know how highlighting works. Okay, so the color code uses motive as the principal means of identifying personality. Motive is the innermost reason for your behavior. It forms your innate personality. And as you mentioned, we'll also be calling this the DCM, the driving core motive. And this is where they say, it's not linked to heredity or environment. It is innate. You are born with it.
1: You just eliminated the method of innate transmission.
0: <laughs> yeah, that we know about. There are countless factors that influence your personality, life experiences, family upbringing, education, cultural values, etc. But none of those factors is stronger than or can change your driving core motive. Huge claim.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No footnote.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's correct. There's no footnote.
0: Just offered as fact.
1: Yeah, there's a little visual to illustrate this. And they show an oval with an oval inside it and a stepping box of things that influence who you are, your personality and character. So inside of the smaller oval, you get your innate core personality. And so that's your core motive, your needs and wants, your personality. All of those are kind of like fixed. And that's what this is trying to get at. But then, on top of that, over time, you develop values, behaviors, habits, lifestyle. And they say there are other tests that can tell you about your behaviors and lifestyle. And those are good too. But you. Different ways. Yeah, they're all special personality test but this one tells you about your core drive
0: right that kind of reminds me of a lot of religious groups we've gone to that say oh those all offer something but this one Mm. especially special special right okay so then we get a summary of the four core colors and we can go through red when we get to you for me as a as a blue my driving core motive is intimacy Hmm. and what does it mean to be motivated by intimacy as a blue well, we like to connect with others on a deep and meaningful level. Just ask any blue how they feel about people who are fake or superficial, you'll get quite a strong reaction. We value truth, legitimacy, integrity, loyalty, and sincerity.
1: Oh, I I'm just curious. How do you feel about like people who are fake I or-
0: fucking hate them. I want to cut them up and put them in the ground and then I'm going to water them and then they're going to turn into a potato plant and then I'm going to eat the potato plant and then I'm going to barf the potato plant and then I'm going to plant the barf and then I'm going to till the soil and then I'm going to put a stake in it that says the worst person once was here, but now they're a potato field.
1: That was a strong reaction.
0: Yeah. That's how I feel. Just kind of letting myself emote. Sure. We love to serve and give of ourselves freely in order to nurture others' lives. Okay. Our personal code of ethics is remarkably strong. Come. Pay close attention to special life events like birthdays and anniversaries. Mm. We're dependable, thoughtful, analytical, but also can be self-righteous, worry-prone, and moody.
1: Come? How, um, how are you feeling so far
0: i'm so my god
1: okay i mean um, do you feel this oh, <laughs> describes <sorry. laughs>
0: you i thought you were you're setting me up
1: you're still thinking of faking uh <laughs>
0: no i thought you were setting me up for moody and i was trying to play along for you uh, <laughs> Because I'm a blue and I just picked it up and I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Uh No, sorry. What was the question?
1: (laughs) Like so far from these descriptions, do you feel like, oh yeah, this is in my neighborhood?
0: I mostly feel like, well, yes, you have definitely picked up what I fed you, which is my perception of myself as a child.
1: Okay. And,
0: and you have spat that back at me in new words. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there are things in here I definitely identify with. The ones that stick out are having a personal code of ethics that's particularly strong. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Paying close attention to birthdays and anniversaries. I will just actively be like, oh, my God, it's May. I, know, I must have known someone whose birthday was in April. Did I celebrate any birthdays in April? Yeah, so those sorts of things are very important to me.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that one I don't sign on to nearly to that level. For yourself, you mean? For myself, yeah. Just trying to, again, for any one of these, if you're not a blue, you still might identify with some of these blue characteristics. Yeah, for sure. So I would say for the strong code of ethics, I'd be like, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, continue.
0: Uh, So dependable, thoughtful, sure. Analytical, Mm -hmm. obviously. And I would say, sure, like these... Sometimes it's easier to identify your negatives, you know? Um, yeah. Sure, self righteous. Yeah, I can see that. Worry prone, a little less in recent mm-hmm. years, but I see it. Moody, sure. Okay. I have moods. Yeah. Got them. <laughs> Check.
1: You know, again, I would say, okay, well, I feel dependable and I feel analytical. Right. Um Self-righteous, sure. I can be self-righteous. Uh, worry-prone, maybe not so much. Maybe
0: more self-righteous than the next guy.
1: I'm, I'm more moody than I am worry-prone. Anyways, mm. uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of along the lines of reading horoscopes, one of the tests yeah. of this is, can anybody kind of look at this and say, oh, well, I see myself there? And then you read the next thing, oh, I kind of see myself there.
0: Right. But if one's already been picked for you, you'll probably see the others a little less.
1: Right. Right, exactly.
0: My favorite example of this is my good friend Natalie believes in astrology. And one day I was at her apartment. <laughs> Have I told you, you this story on, no, but on this podcast?
1: No, I'm just guessing that you played the classic trick on her.
0: It was very easy. So uh, <laughs> so she, she was like, how can you not... This is Natalie's voice. Carrie, how can you not believe in that? It's like so obvious. The planets affect us. Okay, so I... Pulled up what was supposed to be one of the more you know like scientifically accurate astrology sites, and she had been to it before. So She's like, "Yeah, it's a good one." So I I didn't have my computer pointed at her.
1: Yeah, and you said, "So what's your sign again?"
0: No, no. So what I did was I put in. It was it was like very rigorous. It was like what date, what time, what city? Oh, yeah. So I put in all of that stuff, but I changed. All of it, right? Like, I I put in, like, I was born in Germany. I was born in, like, 1980.
1: (laughs) Sheboygan, interesting. Right.
0: I was born in, like, 1512. You know, all all (laughs) these things that are not accurate. Right. And then I just read the results. And she's like, Carrie, how can you not see that that is exactly you? There is no reading that could be more you than that one. And then I just turned my laptop and showed her that it said I was born in Germany in, like, you know, the 1700s or whatever. And Natalie started, started screaming like I had set her hair on fire. <laughs>
1: Stupid Carrie.
0: <laughs> no, like, like, as if there were an emergency. She lives in an apartment and everyone was like, Natalie, stop, stop, stop. She's screaming, throwing things at the wall.
1: It, is this because astrology has let her down?
0: I think it was just pure frustration. I don't know that she could have even expressed what the color of the frustration was. That's
1: so funny. I'm going to slightly misremember this and and not know the name of the test. But there's another thing I remember where you you tell someone like, there's a rule to these numbers. Guess the rule. You you give them, for example, like two, four, six. And you say, you know, guess what the next, guess what another number would be in the series. Right. And so they'll say eight. And you'll say, well, yes, that is correct. What do you think the rule is? And so then they'll say, oh, it's increasing even numbers. Mm -hmm. And you'll say, nope. Oh shoot! It it turns out it was just like increasing numbers, so they could have said seven, they could have said nine, they could have said twelve. You know, it would have been correct. The rule was very simple, but you were given this kind of misleading series to start it. Kind of, I think what Natalie was doing was looking to confirm rather Mm -hmm. than looking to disconfirm, which is a natural natural, thing to do. Yeah, totally. There we go. That's our long segue. That was my reason (laughs) for looking at how well blue applied to me.
0: Uh, makes sense. Okay, so since we won't be talking about whites. (laughs) <laughs> uh, directly because neither of us is white. Um, oh,
1: now I can say like when <laughs> when I read my results, there was like a little video and it was saying, you know, red people, blah, 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 blah. And
0: it makes you uncomfortable. It doesn't yeah. sound right. It doesn't sound great. I'm
1: starting in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what makes the red man? Oh, red? yes.
0: Famous racist Peter Pan song. Yeah, it would be better probably if they'd say like, Red personalities, at least. Right.
1: You think they would have to police themselves to not be talking about yellow people.
0: Right. Uh, Also a racist description. Okay. But for white personalities, what does it mean to be motivated by peace as a white? Um, (laughs) God. There's, nice, like just copy edit it. I don't think, I genuinely don't think it's intentional. One pass. Yeah, yeah, we're on like page four. You better not do it again. Okay, while it is true that most whites are not typically big fans of conflict. <laughs> all right, forget it. <laughs> Fudge.
1: It's funny, reading it wasn't a problem, but saying it out loud <laughs> is.
0: Oh goodness. Okay, so for, for these people, um, peace is all about inner harmony and balance. Just call
1: them the pale folk. They
0: Nope. They don't <laughs> like to have that equilibrium disrupted. Uh, that's why they try to change the subject if you attempt to talk about something that makes them feel insecure. Okay. So just sort of your friend who's like very serene, always trying to come back to center, just doesn't want the boat interrupted.
1: When it said that it was someone who was driven by peace as their core motivator, mm-hmm. the first person I thought of was one of our Mormon missionaries. Aww. Because he had said, all I want in life is just something that gives me peace. Aww. And I already found it. It just happened to be the thing I was raised with. But you know, mm-hmm. I have peace, I'm mm-hmm. good. You know, yeah. I don't need to question it. I don't need to go anywhere else. So uh, he must have been a white.
0: I guess so. And also the people with this personality type need their alone time. Okay. So, I mean, this is really painting a picture. I know the kind of person they're talking about. And when we were guessing each other's significant other's colors, I immediately said, oh, Kara is white.
1: Yeah. and And, and I knew she would be too, but I had her fill out the quiz. And the last thing she said as I left the house was, this is a weird quiz. <laughs> but then she texted me her result later and she said, it says I'm white which is true
0: (laughs) next is yellows and as we mentioned i'm a strong secondary yellow as are you it sounds like
1: yeah oh yeah very strong i barely more red than yellow
0: okay so for yellows what does it mean to be motivated by fun as a yellow
1: yellows just wanna have fun
0: (laughs) it does not simply mean that yellows are seeking endless frivolity That they never take things seriously. Yes,
1: we are. And no, we aren't.
0: People are always assuming that we don't like structure, but in fact, we crave it. It only looks like we resist it because yellows don't know how to create structure on their own. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) yellows love playful interaction. They can be extremely sociable, highly persuasive, want to be adored and praised. Okay. Yeah. Friendships command a high priority in their lives. We're happy, articulate, engaging of others, crave adventure, easily distracted, a curious nature...
1: Yeah, I'm feeling a lot of that, okay
0: charismatic spontaneous and positive but also can be irresponsible obnoxious forgetful yeah i feel like this yellow description is where you and i meet as friends mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah that makes sense
0: so the next section is called filters impact your self-expression Come. Okay. so then we get a very scientific diagram i look at this and i'm like oh this is supposed to be in a pop science book Ugh, can you describe that drawing you're much better at describing drawings
1: sure it's um <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay
1: then i waffled between whether to to describe what it looks like or what it makes me think of. But I'll just say you've got a cylinder that's horizontal. And on one end, there's a, a pointy cone. So it's a cylinder with a point. Hmm. It's pointing to the right. And it says core motive. Uh, there are rings around that cylinder. And they are labeled environment, intelligence, random slash sequential Introvert slash extrovert, that's right, even though you might think white is the introvert color, they're saying that you can be introvert, extrovert along any of these colors. Uh, Concrete slash abstract, character and other filters. (laughs) They all combine into a single filter. Uh, So all of those are looped around the core motive. So essentially it's saying that all of these other things, your environment, your intelligence, all of these things, they may be interesting. They flavor your personality and who you are and make you individual, but they're all just ancillary to your core motive.
0: Which is like the arrow piercing through the air as it goes through the sky, directing you toward your goal.
1: They made the point either here or somewhere near it. We are all unique individual mm. you know they're not saying with these four colors that there's only four type of people of course within any one of these categories mm. I've, I've now gone full william shatner for some reason <laughs> there are opportunities for you to be yourself mm-hmm. and and this was an interesting analogy they used just as uh, all humans have two eyes and one nose and one mouth
0: Mm, Not necessarily true, but yeah.
1: Those can be adjusted slightly and you have no two faces that are alike. No,
0: right, right, right. In
1: the same way. Yeah. You know, there's these four metrics, but there's plenty of room for individuality.
0: Right. And throughout, we will not see any citations of, okay, this is how we developed these four. This is how the data stacks up with them. This is all sort of, uh, take my word for it. Mm -hmm. So next we have a demographics graph that I'm going to assume they've at least researched.
1: This is interesting because, yeah. yeah, I was thinking, oh, I've never met a blue in my life. And now I've met two.
0: Oh, <laughs> me and Drew? Yeah. Oh. So
1: maybe it matches because-
0: Interesting. Yeah, so,
1: apparently blues are more common than any other color.
0: Yeah, 35%, which makes sense. It seems like blue is basically just like um, high get-alonging. <laughs> <laughs> you need you need people who will mostly be like, okay, let's work on this together. High
1: get-alonging, I like it.
0: Yeah, but again, that more reflects me as a kid than now. So yeah, we have 35% blue in the population, 25% red, and then 20 each for white and yellow.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: Some jobs are better or worse matches for each color.
1: So they're saying you wouldn't necessarily find an even representation of those breakdowns in any given profession because some professions draw disproportionately certain types of people.
0: Yeah, you'd expect, this is me extrapolating now, but you'd expect more reds in the CEOs Mm -hmm. than you're going to expect whites.
1: A lot of yellow coal mines.
0: Because what? No, I've not, oh, okay. no reason. Which water park? Famous yellows. So, section two. My results. This is where it, I know that a human being sat down and typed this out specifically for me because it says very quickly. Yeah, it says congratulations, Carrie. Your core color of blue means you have the driving core motive of intimacy. Ding 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 ding. So
1: Carrie's looking through her various high lifes.
0: So as I was reading this, I started texting close friends and saying, what of these four core motives, which do you most associate with me? Oh, wow. So the red was power, blue was intimacy, yellow was fun, and white is peace. By far, the most common response I got was peace. Whoa. I didn't expect it.
1: That passes all understanding.
0: (laughs) I got... Six really? for peace.
1: I wouldn't have said that for you.
0: Uh, yeah. I you mean, should have texted me. I <laughs> I knew I might be talking to you about this test. Um, <laughs> yeah. Six for peace. I got three for intimacy. Oh, no. You know what? I got four for intimacy. I didn't write one down. Three for fun and zero for power. Okay. Yeah.
1: So from that straw poll, you would have been a white.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. But they aren't the scientists. This PDF is the scientist. Okay, so there's a pretty long printout about my results and things about my personality. So I'm just going to tell you the things that stuck out to me as seeming particularly accurate or particularly inaccurate. Okay. It says that for me, life is far more about creating relationships and meaning than creating empires. Sure, sure, I don't want to create an empire. I need to be good morally, sure. Prefer doing for others more than solely for myself. It's like, I'm not sure. I guess so. Here's one that I wrote down. Nope. You often exceed others' expectations in your job performance because you deem the quality of your work to be indicative of your loyalty. Mm. It's like, that doesn't resonate for me at all. Okay. I love working for myself because I find it so hard to be like, okay, we're following your vision and I just need to Mm. do what you're asking of me. Well, that's, really tough so that's for me. like
1: a category error then because that doesn't match up with the blue.
0: Right. Okay. Exactly. But you might think that disproves my being a blue. No, no, no. Okay. What that proves is that I am a blue at my heart and I'm fighting it in some way that's causing that conflict.
1: Yes. So we'll get to this later. But (laughs) essentially, yeah, if you don't fall within kind of their definition of your core driving motive. That's on you. That says something about your balance and how healthy you are. But yeah, we'll talk about that.
0: Yeah. And you are less healthy for being more balanced. It also says that it frustrates me when others refuse to take the time to be properly organized because I'm such a good (laughs) organizer. I was like, no. (laughs) Ros and I are sitting in just a pile of Carrie, my filth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Carrie gestures to the things to her right and the things to her left.
0: <laughs> I mean it's just it's, it's absurd. I've learned to organize my work life. You know, like all my papers are in the right place, all my files, but I I am a natural slob. This is not accurate. Okay. Um I work hard, that's true. Mm-hmm. But have trouble delegating. That's true.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Notorious for my candor. Sure. Yes. I can buy that. Value being known and understood. I think that's true. In my eyes, being vulnerable is a small price to pay for the chance to connect emotionally. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's right. Okay. It says you have a tendency to over-explain yourself. I thought, maybe.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: <laughs> it's just like, what does that mean?
1: Overexplain explain Oh, I, okay. I could see that. But again, for any one of these things, like thinking in exceptions, you know, I'll think, yeah, I could immediately make that work for Carrie, but- That's in at least our relationship in one aspect of it. You know, it's like, how well does that play out in every aspect of your life? I don't know. And I can't say.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here's one that matches for me. Worrying that you will be misunderstood. Oh, okay. That's a big concern for me.
1: Yeah. But I feel that too. And I'm a minor blue. No, you don't feel that too. Okay. Because
0: you're not a blue. I'm misunderstood. (laughs) (laughs) but it doesn't bother you see okay no it doesn't trust me uh (laughs) when others share an experience with you you're able to feel what they are or were feeling at that time I kind of struggled with this I definitely feel like empathy for people when they're telling stories but I don't know that I actually go in my mind to like exactly what you were feeling mm. in this story that you're telling from four years ago okay I'm, I'm not sure yeah got my favorite analogy okay about uh being on an airplane and the oxygen oh, mask comes down everyone's
1: got to use that analogy you gotta use it you give it to the child first
0: you gotta give it to. Nope, that's not right do it for yourself first. Oh. That's the whole thing. Oh,
1: shoot. I would have died.
0: <laughs> it says you're often more aware of the needs of those around you than of your own. Should you ever need an oxygen mask on an airplane, you would have a difficult time following the admonition to get yourself situated for blah, 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 blah. Fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. This really I, I don't identify with at all. It says ever the martyr. You may find yourself going to greater and greater lengths to be helpful just to see when and if your efforts will finally be noticed. No. Yeah, I, uh, I
1: Carrie doesn't waste her time with that.
0: <laughs> and then, let's see, you appreciate being remembered on your birthday. That's true. Hmm. When people are like, I hate my birthday. I'm like, what's wrong with you? That's a time when everybody tells you how nice you are and gives you gifts. <laughs> <All> <laughs> what right. a good day.
1: I, I think I'd fall on the indifferent side of that equation. It's nice. Uh-huh. I don't look forward to it or anything. Sure.
0: We love hosting parties. That's true. I do mm, love like hosting yeah. a party. We crave approval from groups. Like like to be, you know, in teams and stuff. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Very caring, empathetic. I would like to think so, <laughs> but I think most people probably think they're empathetic. My depth enriches others' lives in a way no one else can, but we're also 35% of the population.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Interesting.
0: That was the end of the things that stuck out to me about blue.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Next would be yellow, but I know we'll get there with you. So when we get there, I'll tell you about my reactions too. Okay. So then it tells me about my needs and wants. My blue needs are to be good morally, to be appreciated, to be understood, to receive acceptance. And my yellow needs are to look good socially, gain general approval, be adored, be happy. Okay. My blue wants are to reveal insecurities Enjoy security, be autonomous, and please others. The Mayella wants are to hide insecurities loosely, be free, have playful adventure. And Be noticed. Okay. So then you have to like circle the top two or three that are most critical to you. So I picked be good morally, playful adventure, be adored.
1: Yeah. And it says you may not feel that you possess all of the needs and wants listed above. So, you know, cross out the ones that don't apply to you and circle the ones that do.
0: Don't worry about whether that means that we've done a bad job.
1: In fact, we may use it later to fuel our other interpretation.
0: Right. Then you get a strengths and limitations list. And this is interesting. It goes through blue, yellow, white, and red and tells you places that you matched each of those colors, even the ones that... Are clearly not overall a match for you. Oh yeah, right. So, for example, the only red ones I got were articulate, a leader, and intimidating.
1: For red, mm-hmm. you did get some, even though it was only five percent of your yeah your pie.
0: Yeah, well, I get much many more for the others. Yeah, well,
1: I got nothing for white.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: I got nothing. You didn't I, even
0: get voice of reason. And
1: I was seven point something percent. <laughs> no, nothing. I have no white strengths. I have no white limitations. <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah. So I assume we both got yellow stuff, lots of yellow. Yeah,
1: that you got a bunch of yellow limitations. I only yeah. got two.
0: Oh, and
1: I got a lot more yellow strengths than you did. Whoa! Actually, <laughs> more yellow strengths than I got red strengths. So, so they've got. <laughs> It's confusing. Yeah, okay. they've got some weird underlying logic here because I got a lot of blue limitations.
0: Did you get a lot of red limitations? Yeah, that's okay. That's
1: my second highest limitation list.
0: Okay. So just to give you guys a sense of, we talked mostly about strengths here, so some limitations. With uh, my blue limitations, we've got uh, worry prone, guilt prone, self-righteous, yellow limitations, disorganized, forgetful, naive, unfocused, and An interrupter.
1: <laughs> Vain. That's what I got. <laughs>
0: Oh, vein? Yeah. Oh, a vein interrupter. Sometimes I'll just be talking and Ross will just interject, I'm handsome. (laughs) I'm like, oh, the vein interrupter's back.
1: We usually have to cut that out.
0: (laughs) Okay, then we get to self-development. So I think from here on, we have a little more where like our results will overlap. So do you want to go back and tell me about your red?
1: Okay, sure. Uh, if you don't remember, the driving core motive for us reds is power. Right. I want power. Now, this is, first of all, not true. But secondly, oh. well, I mean, the way any of us would think about power, like, I want... Influence or money or anything Mm. like that. No, not really. Those Mm -hmm. don't motivate me. But here's the way that they kind of define it to make you feel better is (laughs) that, you know, sometimes people think about power in terms of control. While it's true that Reds like to be in control of their circumstances and are attracted to leadership opportunities, again, not really me, that's not a very complete picture of what power really means to reds to reds power generally means the ability to move from point a to point b oh yeah and do it in the most direct and efficient way possible
0: yeah so i've heard the guy who started this whole philosophy i've heard him speak a couple times now on his youtube account and he says this a lot
1: oh interesting okay i will want to hear more about that so we want to be productive and efficient Okay, I'm all for that. Uh, They seek productivity and need to look good to others. All right, I'll Mm -hmm. sign on to that. Simply stated, Reds want their own way. Uh, Want their own way. Okay, they like to be in the driver's seat and willingly pay the price to be in a leadership role. Mm -hmm. I I don't feel I'm particularly drawn to leadership roles. Mm. Like, I see leadership as a thing where if it's not getting done, okay, I'll do it. But otherwise, I don't want to take on like another thing. Yeah. And be responsible for others. Mm -hmm, Okay. Reds value whatever gets them ahead in life, whether it be their careers, school endeavors, or personal life. Eh, I don't feel too much attraction to that. Hmm. What Reds value, they get done. They are often workaholics. My wife would say that. Mm-hmm. She'll say that about me. They will, however, resist doing anything that doesn't interest them. Okay. I don't know if I'm as motivated as other people I know by what interests me. I feel like... Oh,
0: interesting. I, I very much identify with that.
1: I think I'll keep doing things more out of duty like, oh,
0: like they were saying about the blue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: so I feel like this is a, a big miss for me. Okay. We're like, I will keep doing things that I'm not interested in, I'll be annoyed by it, but it's like, well, it has to get done, and I said I would do it.
0: Wow, um, okay.
1: Reds like to be right. That's sure. correct. I definitely agree with that.
0: I love being wrong.
1: <laughs> they value approval from others for their intelligence and practical approach to life. Okay.
0: Y- yep. Ding, ding.
1: And they want to be respected for it. Okay, yep. Uh, reds are confident- Mm -hmm. proactive and visionary. Eh,
0: Okay. I don't
1: know. You're sighted. I don't feel particularly visionary. But they can also be arrogant, maybe, hope not, uh, selfish and insensitive. Okay. Okay. When you deal with reds, be precise, factual, direct, and show no fear.
0: Okay, Darn. or you will bounce on them. Yeah, you will you will chop them up, you will put them in the ground, you will make a potato, you will eat the potato, you will vomit <laughs> the potato. <laughs> wow, you
1: remember that. That's crazy. So I yeah, I felt that only half described me. And then when it gets down to the your results section mm-hmm. and breaks it down, Uh, It says, okay, congratulations, Ross, you are red. While you may not possess all the intricate nuances of the red personality, each red is different. They restate a lot of things they said before. This could have been a shorter PDF. (laughs) I need to look good technically to those whose opinions matter, your intellectual prowess is often admired and emulated.
0: Okay. Yeah. The I, second part of, by that first part.
1: Yeah. And they, they do elaborate on this later. But the idea is that I'm really interested in impressing people who I value Okay. And I would say, okay, sure, but I I think I want to be liked by everyone, and I think that is a really core motivator. Even people I don't particularly like or know Mm -hmm. very well, I feel like I still want to leave them with a good impression.
0: Yeah, me too. And
1: that puts a lot of pressure on me.
0: that makes it sound like it's more like you identify 10 people who you particularly want to impress. Right,
1: and I don't feel like that's true. Gotcha. I'm a born leader, proactive, confident, and focused. All right. Sounds nice. I get things done and don't have any trouble delegating. Wrong. Oh, yeah. I'm the worst delegator in the world. (laughs) So that is incorrect.
0: Assign this to someone else. I'm terrible at delegating.
1: Yeah. I would like five listeners to look into this, why they would say such a thing about me. (laughs) I'm a hard worker and I expect those around me to share my work ethic. No, not really. Um, Yeah.
0: If anything, I feel like you can even take on the brunt of other people.
1: That's my problem. That's why I don't delegate. Right, right. I'm all about the big picture, but I don't have patience for the small details
0: oh interesting that feels more like me
1: actually yeah i would say that's almost inverted for me yeah this is this feels more missed than hit um okay. let's see a red who knows himself well will rely oh that's interesting they change pronouns here i guess to match whatever you chose will rely on others to fill in the day-to-day work while he focuses on the end result
0: okay yeah i get that but again that's the person who's like a good boss or a good ceo yeah you know they're they've, they've got the big picture and then they send everybody off as little spiders in every direction to get now all I, the little stuff done i
1: feel like i get hung up on the little stuff
0: right right yeah it sounds like not a match for you
1: red seek action and are highly productive okay okay that's true uh if i find a project interesting or challenging i will be the first one to start working and the last one to quit And maybe half true.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. See, now that's that one I think of myself. Oh yeah, like at our friend Jarrett's wedding when they had like a scavenger hunt. Uh huh. I just it was immediately like, okay, this is the job at hand. You have to fit. You have to do the scavenger hunt. You have to find all the clues, and then at some point, I just sort of like came out of my reverie and I was like. Oh, my God. I'm missing the toasts at my friend's (laughs) wedding. Because I need to. to. find these clues so that I can win a book. (laughs) So I was able to get out of it that time. Oh,
1: good. Okay. You got yourself. All I remember from that is that our team got the largest list of bird species. That was one of the challenges at Jarrett's wedding. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. And we were very proud of that. good job. Others may see your passion and expect you to commit to their own projects with that same intensity, but will be disappointed if you find their endeavors less interesting than your own. Uh, No, I think (laughs) my big problem is that I find everything interesting, and I want to do a lot of stuff, too much stuff, and I don't have enough time to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one's bold. You need to be right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. mean, Tell me I'm wrong. I am motivated by being right, though it kind of goes into how, like, I'll never say sorry or admit I'm wrong because, you know, I I want to prove that I'm right. I would like to think that I want to become right rather than be right. Sure. That could be wishful thinking. But yeah, I I am motivated by being right. And if I can find some way that I'm right, I will fight to the death for it. Sure. You become irritated when others take what you say or how you say it too personally. Okay. That's you. Yep. Yep. That's true. I... Typically, just state the facts as I see them. Others may feel threatened or discounted when you are simply giving your feedback. Okay. You seldom say, in my opinion, before stating your opinion.
0: I don't know if that's Hmm. true. Hmm. In
1: my opinion, that's false.
0: I guess as long as it's a subjective thing the person's talking about, I just assume they're sharing their opinion. I kind of don't need them to bracket it that way. Yeah. Like if someone says, oh, Back to the Future is a terrible movie. I'm not like, that's your opinion. <laughs> like, yeah, of course it's their opinion that's
1: What I'll do is obvious. I, I will write that. I'll say like, in my opinion, Back to the Future is a great movie. And then I'll look at that and I'll realize, okay, that was wasted language. And oh, I'll go sure. back and I'll delete that. Because other people can assume that's my opinion. I, right. This is bad writing. We uh, like
0: Back to the Future. Don't worry, everybody. You don't need to send us email. Oh, we, we love Back to the Future. We
1: love it. It's <laughs> such a good movie.
0: It's a great movie. It's objectively a great movie.
1: <laughs> Fun story. My son started a Back to the Future club at oh, his high yeah? school.
0: and he was the only one to go.
1: Few people showed up a oh, few okay. times, but okay. it it fizzled.
0: Oh. <laughs> that's so cute. He has a birthday coming up. Eh? It
1: it needed a bolt of lightning. Yes. June. <laughs> Look at you thinking about the birthdays again. <laughs> June? June 15th. Okay. And he won't be slighted if you don't think about him on his birthday.
0: (laughs) No, I need to. I need to. Okay. It's okay. I already have something for him. I got it in December. Wow.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's very nice. I don't think he expects it. Uh, That's funny. Now, I do remember you asking long in advance so you could plan that. Okay. I need to be respected even more than I want to be loved.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, Uh-huh. You know what?
1: You know what? I'll sign on to that, I guess.
0: I feel like that's not that unusual because you most people want to be loved by a smaller group of people than they want to be respected by.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true.
0: Yeah. So I'm kind of having trouble figuring out what that would mean. That's
1: true. Yeah. There's a very small select group of people in my life that I feel I need love from.
0: Right. So, yeah. Postal carrier can just respect you and that's
1: okay. <laughs> that's right. And I do demand respect from the postal <laughs> carrier. Let's see. I operate in a very logical, sensible manner. True. I'm direct and honest with my opinions and verbally articulate my thoughts well.
0: That's true.
1: Okay. Uh, I tend to direct conversation in a productive, pragmatic manner. Okay. And, and this we'll, is all
0: feeling like a hit.
1: And yeah. And we'll clearly tell others where they stand in a relationship. Interesting. I don't know about that part. I might be worried about hurting their feelings and uh, hold on to my thoughts for that reason. And then get into a very awkward situation where now they think we're a lot closer than we actually are. Okay. But I can never uh, establish that boundary. Oh, okay. At least that's what comes to mind when I see that. I can appear intense and relentless to those around me. Mm -hmm. If I am an extrovert, I will engage people directly and find tremendous satisfaction in debating issues and discussing different perspectives. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I need approval. That's in bold. Anyways, as I was reading through this, I felt like it was maybe two-thirds correct, one-third very incorrect. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was my impression at the time. And then it goes off on my secondary color, which is yellow. And because yellow was just behind red, that got a pretty long breakdown as well. But similar to yours.
0: And remember, everybody, this is based on Ross's intuitive answers about how he was when he was a child.
1: Right. I would say reading these results were as painful as taking the initial quiz. I just... Oh, man. I didn't enjoy reading this. (laughs) (laughs) None of this was fun.
0: Okay. Oh, well, we show up so you don't have to. (laughs) Um, So, Ross, I want to talk to you about character next. But before we do... Do you feel that your character comes from your chest?
1: I feel like I'm missing a connection.
0: I'm picturing like if you made character into a character. Okay. And I picture a man with his chest thrust forward and he's doing the Arms superhero Kimbo. pose. Okay. Yeah. And, like, I feel like when we talk about courage and character and stuff, we often use the chest well,
1: as then, a visual. Well, then, yes.
0: Thank you. Because this episode <laughs> is sponsored in part by Third Love, which is a bra company. <gasps> oh,
1: that, okay. <laughs> well, Carrie, if you want to care for your chest, I do. You might want to think about Third Love.
0: Ugh, I will. I do. I am. I shall.
1: Let me get this off my chest. Third Love uses the measurements of millions of people to design bras in over 80 sizes with all-day comfort and support.
0: Oh, perfect. Yeah, I love my Third Love bra. I Third Love it. Actually, I have, why am I saying it like it's singular? I have two Third Love bras, and they're both dynamite. I think my
1: wife has three, but yeah, they're great bras.
0: Oh, does she?
1: Yeah, step it up.
0: Okay, I guess I have to buy another bra or steal cars, bra. Uh, anyway, Third Love is changing the game when it comes to comfort and style for all your everyday essentials, from loungewear and wireless styles to their number one rated 24-7 classic t-shirt bra, my favorite, Hmm. they're creating the ultimate shopping experience.
1: Like a personal shopper for your boobs, the Fitting Room Quiz focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues, and your personal style to deliver bras and underwear that are perfect for you.
0: And The Fitting Room has helped 18 million people find their true bra size. You could be next.
1: Third Love knows your one true fit is out there. So right now they're offering our listeners 20% off your first order.
0: So go to thirdlove.com slash oh no right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase.
1: That's thirdlove.com slash oh no for 20% off today. Well, Carrie.
0: Yes, Ross is it? I'm Ross. Mm -hmm.
1: Running to the store has been pretty stressful lately. Oh, boy. You know, And there's nothing worse than forgetting something on your list and needing to make multiple
0: trips. That's right. There's nothing worse than that.
1: Nothing worse. There's
0: nothing worse during this (laughs) COVID-19 pandemic than having to go to the store twice.
1: That's correct. So shopping for home essentials should be easy and convenient. And that's where Grove Collaborative comes in.
0: And boy, do they. I have some stuff from Grove. They're a really cool company.
1: What a wide variety of products they have, too.
0: Yeah, definitely. They're very concerned with sustainability. It's very easy. Easy to find uh, products that aren't tested on animals, if that's a concern of yours, vegan products, products with less packaging.
1: Like cosmetic products, household products, cleaning products. And that's kind of what we angled in on. Now, you'd already ordered from Grove before. Yeah. This was a known entity for you. And when I mentioned this to Kara, my wife, she got all excited. She's like, oh, good. I've been wanting to order from Grove. So we went on the website together and we picked out a bunch of stuff and it showed up and we've really enjoyed it. It's funny. uh, One of the things that I picked out was this, we got the scrub brush is a bubble up dish soap dispenser and brush set. And then you get the dish soap. And I was very excited about this. I'd never seen anything quite like this before. It's got a little, like a short cup where you pour the dish soap and then it's got this little spring contraption on top oh, of it. huh. And then you use the brush. It's this cute little round kind of half dome brush to push it down and then it gets some of the soap on it. Nice. And then you go over and you scrub. As soon as we got this thing, I pulled that out and tried that first and Cara gave me a grease covered vegetable <laughs> plate that we'd use to cook vegetables. And so I'm scrubbing away and getting very thorough. And so I handed it to her afterwards I like, That was a very satisfactory scrubbing experience. And she just laughed at me. She just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that I had such a good scrubbing experience. Um, but it's we got little things. Yeah, we got a lot of dish towels. We got toilet cleaner. And all these items have really nice smells to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. I got so many things that smell like sandalwood. And I love sandalwood.
1: They focus on sustainability and removing and reducing plastic
0: mm-hmm. from
1: their products and the packaging. And I really like that it also, it came in a box. And they you could tell they put a lot of work into minimizing the box size. Yes. So yes. it's all just there with the box it all fit and there was a lot of products and they found a you know small box and it was like dense it was compact but mm-hmm. they they
0: someone took the time they to tetrised it, it in there mm-hmm. yeah and
1: I, w- I definitely appreciated that
0: and instead of packing peanuts there's just a butcher paper laying in the bottom yeah it, it's definitely very thoughtful so grove collaborative delivers healthy home beauty and personal care products directly to you and you can join over 2 million families who have trusted Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier.
1: Plus, shipping is fast and free on your first order.
0: Hot damn. So, making the switch to natural products has never been easier. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co/no, you will get to choose a free gift with your first order of $30 or more. But you have to use our special code.
1: Just be mindful once you've activated that code to not choose any other discount offers because there's other ones on the site.
0: You'll lose your Ross and carryism.
1: So go to grove.co slash oh no to get your exclusive offer.
0: That's grove.co slash O H N O. Oh, and Ross. Yes. I have a message coming in from the dad realm. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Is it about World War II? Whoa, no, it is. What is that? I feel it swirling through my head. It's a download. Here oh. it comes. Oh, my God, it's a Jumbotron.
1: Who's it for? Wait a second. I think we're- It's
0: from a dad for sure. We're
1: connecting on a yellow <laughs> connection here. And I'm seeing that it's it's a message for Finn.
0: Right. That's right. From dad. From dad. Oh, you got it on the dad
1: realm. Exactly. Well, what did he say to Finn?
0: Dad says, Finn- Thanks for introducing me to the wild ride of Ona, Ross, and Carrie. You are a wonderful and creative person, and I wish you so, so much happiness, which is what you deserve. Aw.
1: Mom and I love you forever. Don't take any homeopathic nickels, and don't fall off flat earth. Have a happy, happy birthday. So much love, Dad.
0: Dad. I love that. And Finn, however you remember yourself as a small child, that is how you are permanently forever. So be sure to ask your dad. What that person was like.
1: But your dad's a blue because he remembers birthdays.
0: Mm, Good point.
1: All right. Well, now I think it's important to look at, we we were talking about how they have some kind of caveats where if you don't think that this matches up to you, don't worry. They've got it worked out. (laughs) There is a little section titled The Charactered Path. So on top of the four colors we've talked about, there are four basic behavior patterns so there are ways that you kind of express these core driving motives
0: your dcms in
1: your life and uh, they are charactered healthy unhealthy and dysfunctional
0: Uh oh
1: if people fall under the character pattern they are exhibiting positive traits outside of their core color Right. That's interesting. You're, you're so self-attuned and attained that you are now like spreading into other categories that are not yours and you're an avatar of perfection.
0: Skills that weren't even natural to you, but you learned through perseverance.
1: In the healthy pattern, you're exhibiting positive traits inside your core color. Right. So you're being the best you.
0: Those are your natural talents, probably. In
1: the unhealthy pattern, you are exhibiting negative traits inside your core color. Okay. So you're being that makes sense. you're being the bad red,
0: right? The bad the bad, or the bad blue. blue. Yeah, being for bad blue might be like too needy or mm-hmm. manipulating that's, that kind of
1: thing. That's unhealthy. In the dysfunctional pattern, you are exhibiting negative traits outside your core color. So you're, yes. you're like a red, but you're giving off like bad white habits.
0: Yeah, that's not good. That's especially bad.
1: Dysfunctional.
0: And I have a huge dysfunctional traits list.
1: Which is weird because like, oh, I've got a pretty big one myself. But <laughs> it's interesting. You've got healthy and unhealthy, but then the extremes are charactered and not uncharactered but dysfunctional.
0: Oh, right. So you think it would be functional
1: and dysfunctional or charactered (laughs) and uncharactered. Lack
0: of parallelism. Exactly. Yeah, so what's interesting here for the dysfunctional traits chart is that I'm guessing this is the same situation for you. I have a bunch of yellow Mm -hmm. traits there, and since that was not white as much as blue, those are now dysfunctional instead of just unhealthy. Oh,
1: I only had two negative traits under yellow.
0: Like mine are all yellow things, disorganized, forgetful, undisciplined, naive, unfocused, obnoxious, inconsistent, indecisive, unmotivative.
1: So the things that are outside of my color that are negative, are mostly blue. So it's mostly my blue limitations. Hard to please, judgmental, self-righteous, a perfectionist, self-critical, moody, unrealistic expectations. This
0: is weird. I don't have very many of those at all. (laughs) This test is bonkers.
1: Okay. Well, you know, maybe it's their secret sauce.
0: Maybe. They they know
1: us better than we know ourselves.
0: I only have one dysfunctional trait from red. When we were kids. Actually, all my dysfunctional traits are yellow except for one, and it's red, and that's intimidating.
1: Intimidating, okay. So really you could infer... The list that we're looking at now from the earlier list that showed your strengths and limitations across all colors just by how they've classified it here being inside or outside of your color.
0: You'd think, but I think some things are not consistent. But yeah, theoretically, okay. yes.
1: That's interesting. I think I've got a balance of character traits and dysfunctional traits. I slightly went out yeah. on character traits.
0: Okay. I slightly went out on dysfunctional, but I have I have a lot of character traits too. Okay. More than my healthy traits. So I have more positive characteristics outside of my color. But what's the point here anymore? So the
1: overall lesson of much text, you identify those lacking areas within your core trait, you try to emphasize those and you'll just have more balance and happiness in your life. Life will go better for you because you won't be fighting against the grain.
0: Yeah, okay. So this is the central frustration of this whole thing to me. It comes back to, okay, the test was based on how I see myself as I was as a child. Right. And Maybe I've
1: already made a lot of progress on these things.
0: Right. I I really identify more with yellow than blue when I read through the list thinking of myself today. Mm -hmm. But then I get to a sentence Like, it is never wise to give up your DCM, your original color. While it is essential to move away from the limitations of any color, it is just as important to keep the good stuff as well. Be true to your core blue. Seek to develop the strengths of the other three colors too, but be true to your core blue. I'm like, well, how do I know if I'm giving it up? What does that look like? Right. Because I feel like I'm just... More adjusted and...
1: Well, and they're telling you to make adjustments in your life. How do they know you haven't made those adjustments already? (laughs) Right,
0: right. Because you haven't come to them before. (laughs) How would they take credit for your progress?
1: Are are they saying that somehow by putting myself into my childhood head and answering these questions, that somehow I've given them an indication of where I'm at now without knowing it? Yes. Oh, yes. That's how well designed their test is. Yes,
0: Mm -hmm. that's right. Okay. All
1: right. (laughs) Well, as long as it's out on the table. (laughs) They do give you kind of a, a list of development tasks to consider as a whatever color you are. So I've got development tasks as a red. So, for example, I should start being more sensitive to others I work with, asking for opinions of my peers and team members, being more approachable and welcoming of feedback. I should stop being right at the expense of a relationship, being critical of those around me, intimidating others to see results. But I should continue delegating well to others, seeing the big (laughs) picture, helping others focus their efforts. So then they do that also on a personal level. They give me like a a similar but slightly different list. Like I should start enjoying living in the moment. And then they do the same breakdown in love. So I should ask Kara if she agrees that I should stop being so selfish with meeting my needs <laughs> over those of my significant other, thinking I know what is best without asking, and trying to fix her life.
0: But you haven't asked.
1: I haven't yet. <laughs> oh, it's... oh, fair. Okay, <laughs> I see. Uh, sorry, I didn't read all 36 pages to my wife. I didn't oh, wow. want to bore her.
0: <laughs> okay, so mine are, for work, start trusting your intuitive instincts. That's something I have been told many times, so that's fair enough. Start delegating your workload to others. Makes sense. Stop personalizing comments made about your performance. Mm. Fair. Uh, continue being responsible with my commitments. Okay. Not overcommitting myself, etc. And then for personal, start risking more by trying new experiences. It was like not a limiting area for me. <laughs> Stop limiting yourself in these yeah, areas, Carrie. Carrie yeah,
1: jeez. <laughs> Stop canceling your own skydiving uh, <laughs> appointments. Yeah, that's not you at all.
0: Yeah, no. And then uh, believing that you are really as good as everyone sees you. Okay. Uh, I don't really know exactly what that means. Um, and
1: just so you know, everyone, Carrie's skydiving was postponed again.
0: <sighs> yes, from clouds this time because i'm
1: sure everybody's wondering did she die in a skydiving oh, right. accident no
0: i didn't but i didn't dive at all Ugh, <sighs> i've had six appointments now and they've that's all been canceled. Ugh.
1: is that i wonder if it's that common or if you're just uncommonly unlucky
0: <sighs> i mean clearly it is you know a sport that's very affected by weather but i do think i also have gotten unlucky
1: is it the universe trying to tell you something
0: maybe Probably not, but maybe. Oh, oh, okay.
1: That's a more equanimical response than I was setting you up for.
0: <laughs> okay. Also, I need to stop being so self-critical, worrying, thinking I have to make everyone else happy, okay. continue my quest for personal development, maintain my friendships, keep connecting with people, and continue doing the things that you know you should be doing. <laughs> okay, we will do.
1: That's specific advice just for you.
0: okay i'll do that i'm glad i paid you 40 dollars to tell me to keep on doing whatever it is that you're doing and then for love start living in the moment Hmm. trusting everything will work out as it's supposed to okay stop imposing my unrealistic expectations on my significant other i think that's fair
1: do they tell you don't stop believing
0: they do not no they should have and then continue Performing special and thoughtful acts for your significant other, being committed, providing a sense of security. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, and then there there's a whole dedicated section on building relationships. And so as I was reading this, I thought, well, they're trying to break down. First of all, they say uh, there's no exclusive specific color type. Like if you're blue, that doesn't mean you have to be in a relationship with another blue Or that you need a white or something like that. That anyone can be in a healthy relationship with anybody else. But, of course, they're going to have some recommendations. And this is where I said, oh, well, I guess I need to know what Kara is because I don't want to read all of these paragraphs.
0: (laughs) And it looks like you guys are complementary opposites.
1: Uh, Yeah, fire and ice.
0: Ooh, okay. red,
1: red and whites are both logical, making this relationship an easygoing, non-emotional experience. That's true. Uh, both of you can be extremely independent and can spend time alone without the need of constant companionship. Yeah. Remember to maintain balance in your social life. Okay, I will. Whites are very wary of <laughs> Okay, white personality types are very wary of people who insist that their way is the only way to solve a problem, something you are inclined to do. Trust them to make some of the important decisions in your relationship and never blow them off as having second-rate ideas. Oh, okay. Okay, I won't. Whites cannot be forced into (laughs) compliance. God. (laughs) (laughs) Out of context. Oh, this sounds so terrible. Yeah, They will dig in and refuse your control at all costs and in the end get the best of you. Whites don't like conflict. <laughs> You must be diplomatic. Okay. All right. That's That was half true. Okay. How about your, your blue on blue yeah, hot romance? Yeah, good question. Yeah, red, red would be fireworks, so I better stay away from uh, these red people.
0: Okay, blue, blue. A blue, blue relationship is wrought with emotion. You feel the other's pain, will take his problems on as your own. Okay, true. You can also be extremely hard on yourself and your blue partner because of your high expectations. Okay. Uh, you often question whether you measure up to the ideal picture of what you and your life should be like. Try to be easier on yourself and on each other. Remember that perfectionism can block productivity. You share a concern for quality and detail. Whatever task you take on will be done well and on time. That's not true of us. (laughs) Uh, Blues follow through. Okay. You both share a desire for getting tasks done before moving on to other things. Mm, I'm not sure. Blues often feel like they're the ones doing all of the giving in both personal and professional relationships, and with another blue, you will feel a more balanced mutual commitment. Uh yeah no that's sure okay sure oh. now you and I are non complementary opposites
1: oh interesting so a red blue yeah it oh says, mine mine says blood sweat and tears <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
0: by nature this is the most difficult but also one of the most dynamic relationship combinations there can be a constant logic versus emotion struggle as well as the most potential for a fight for control however when this relationship works. It is very hard to beat because both parties show up, pay their dues, and get things done.
1: I will give them a little nod of respect here because they didn't use the same write-up for Red-Blue. Oh. No other combination of personalities must work harder to create a successful relationship than Red-Blue. So, you know, it's the same flavor, but I'm actually kind of impressed they didn't copy-paste that.
0: They did. You're just looking at a different part of the report.
1: Oh, never mind. <laughs> Less impressed.
0: We're both... Committed and driven to succeed.
1: Focus on what is right rather than who is right, and you will make an unbeatable pairing.
0: Hmm, That's good advice for us. Um, As a blue, your control is based on emotion, while your red partner's control is based on logic. This can be our biggest struggle. For this relationship to succeed, you must allow each other to do the things you are best at without offering any negative judgment.
1: Live long and prosper, Carrie. (laughs) Thank you, Ross. And we do get a conclusion. Congratulations, Ross. You have taken the first step to building stronger self-awareness and better relationships using the knowledge of the color code.
0: Oh, congratulations.
1: To recap, you have learned that your driving core motive came with you at birth and that you personally are motivated by power.
0: How do we know this?
1: (laughs) I'm glad white isn't the power category. Oh (laughs) god.
0: Yep, yep.
1: (laughs) You identified your innate strengths and limitations as a core red and evaluated your yellow traits. And if there is a secondary color, you learned that to experience the most fulfilled life and to embark on your journey of self-improvement, you must first become congruent with yourself by identifying and acting in harmony with your innate personality. Keep in mind that self-improvement is a process, not an event, and takes time to master. By taking the color code assessment, you are now armed with the tools to help you in this process of not only self-awareness, but awareness of those around you. Ross, congratulations again on completing the first step.
0: Wow. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, and then there are also some worksheets to help you really apply this to your life. I did them. They're not that exciting. It's just like, now think of someone you struggle with. What color do you suppose they are?
1: Did you get a series of video links, the first of which is a dead link? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I did get a series of video links, but I didn't watch the videos.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, they they give you also video links to talk about relationship training videos, the anger cycle, a parenting guide. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of other follow-up things. They want to keep you busy. They give you stuff to read. They give you a little worksheet to do, which a blue like Carrie would do and <laughs> a red like me would... Delegate. N- delegate, that's right. Someone
0: else <laughs> is out there doing <laughs> Ross's emotional work for him. <laughs> So you don't know yet where this all came from. No. I'm so excited yeah, Carrie, to tell you. Yeah, Carrie said
1: there was a good story so I was like, all right, I'm going to uh, delegate that to you and lay back and uh,
0: <laughs> Oh, see, good w- job.
1: Wait for the good story.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so when you go to the Color Code website, they don't hide who the creator is or anything, but it's not one of these, like, we trot out the creator and go... You
1: mean the creator god?
0: (laughs) No, the creator of the Color Code.
1: The prime mover of the Color Code. Of the
0: Color Code, Taylor Hartman. Taylor Um, Hartman, okay. So... Yeah, so sometimes you'll see that it's called The Hartman Color Test, or there'll be a reference to a book that he wrote several decades ago about this. And so it's not hidden, but it's not one of those like Elron Ron Hubbard or mm. Mark Vicente, or, you know, it's one, not one of those look at our brainiacs things. Right. So I'm like, who, who is Taylor Hartman? And why should I believe him? <laughs> I
1: was waiting for that.
0: Okay, so Taylor Hartman is repeatedly referred to... As Dr. Taylor Hartman, Ph.D. Oh. So he got his Ph.D. (laughs) at the United States International University, according to his LinkedIn profile. Okay. And that is a university that doesn't exist anymore, but it's merged with Alliance, which we've run into before. Alliance is where Dr. Jeff at Rhythmio went.
1: Whoa. Interesting.
0: I have a lot of thoughts about alliance in general i i'm not ready to write them off or anything okay. but but there a lot of things like this seem to pop up where it- supposed experts went to alliance and their scientific backing seems lacking
1: okay now he has an active linkedin profile so i'm guessing he's yes. still alive this isn't something that was created in the 40s
0: right he is alive he's uh, 79 i believe
1: 79
0: <laughs> sorry i didn't say it like that oh my god what an oversight So according to his profile at Simon & Schuster, he is a practicing psychologist. According to his own website, he's a clinical psychologist. According to his LinkedIn, he is a practicing psychologist. You know I checked.
1: Of course you did.
0: Gotta check. So... He's not a practicing psychologist. He lives in Utah. He I couldn't find any license for him ever in Utah. Well,
1: if he's 79, I hope he's retired.
0: Oh, yeah, but your, re- your retired licenses show up on these searches. Okay. And as demonstration of that, he did once have a license in California... It was revoked in 1992 oh. for violating the terms of his probation. Oh, shit. And he hasn't had one since. And what was
1: this probation for?
0: That wasn't on the, oh, okay. I don't know. I, we could submit a FOIA and ask for it, but it might not be worth it. Um. Okay, so how did he really develop this theory? Well, Ross, mm-hmm. he got a message from God while on his Mormon mission. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Wow. Yep. This was divinely inspired <gasps>
1: Where did he do his mission?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know ah. that I saw that in any of the interviews I pulled up. So I had to find really old interviews he gave when he was still talking about this openly. Probably got advice at some point, oh. like, this story doesn't sound too great.
1: Oh, too bad. And um, and surprising, because usually that's one of the first things a Mormon will tell you, is where they went on their mission.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. In this case, no. He gave an interview on the color code <laughs> to Desiree News, which is a Mormon oh, newspaper yeah. we're very familiar with. This was in 2010, so still talking about this then. Okay. He was uh, serving as Salt Lake City Area Ward's Young Men President. Hmm. In that, the copy says that he began seeing his clients through this new color paradigm after God told him about it. Oh, wow. And he felt he could discern their motives more clearly, help them see what they needed to change. And he said, it cuts therapy in half. You can get better with these tools so much quicker. Now, this is in 2010. Okay. When his his license again was revoked in
1: 1992.
2: Wow. Anyway,
0: our favorite thing about these sort of ideological systems Mm -hmm. is what they reveal about the founder and how they globalize their own personal experience to every single human on this earth Yeah. so I was looking for that and I think I found it.
1: Now we know why it's only male or female on the sign up form.
0: Yep Momo. So he finally realized that he had had all of this conflict with his mother as a child and that was because she's a red and he's a yellow he's fun loving but she was like work 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 you gotta get a Head in life one of these real nose to the grindstone types, and he was a free spirit, man.
1: Well, like, so did he work backwards from, okay, I've defined these enough so that I know she's a red and I'm a yellow, and now because I know that, I know that they have fraught relationships? Or is he trying to claim that somehow, objectively, he got all the definitions of red and yellow, white and blue? You know, like, which yeah. way is he working? Is he working forwards or backwards? Oh, boy. Or every which way?
0: I feel I am speculating, yeah, but... I, w-
1: I should qualify. I'm not asking that question, expecting you to know the full okay, answer yeah, to it. yeah, fair it. enough.
0: Yeah, I think he, I don't think he's actually said one or the other, but it is presented in these stories as if the information was given to him by God, and <laughs> then he realized, oh, and this applies to me and my mom. I would suspect that okay. the directionality goes the other way.
1: Because what did that revelation from God look like? Was it a download of a 36 page PDF, or was <laughs> it like just kind of the broad categories like blue or nurturing people who care about intimacy, and red cares about power, or was it like far more detailed than that? I, there had to be be some extrapolation. I don't think God gave him like the results from these tests that we're reading.
0: Right, right. Well, it sounds yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where I've heard all the steps of this story. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what order they are okay. supposed okay. to fall in. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but one of those pieces of the story is that when he had conceptualized this theory, his wife, who by the way is a blue, she encouraged him to write a book and he was like, no man, I'm yellow. I don't have time to write. I gotta sit and hang out on the beach and she was like no no i just want you to write one chapter every week before we go out and eat dinner and so he did that he wrote it longhand and left it in an airport and then two weeks later realized he left it because he's yellow i called and the ticket agent found it still sitting on the seat where he had left it
1: nobody wanted it
0: It's so like, oh, a lot of people have picked that up. Everyone puts it right back down.
1: Oh, no, it's another Mormon manifesto.
0: <laughs> um, Elder
1: Cunningham, you're making things up.
0: <laughs> but so he said to himself, oh, my God, like this is further proof that God is protecting this theory. Yes.
1: Okay. Yep. yep.
0: So he says, I feel the color code is a gift from God to help us live the gospel more abundantly. He said, and again, this is a quote from 2010 I cannot imagine being a therapist without a gospel background. Psychology is so unrooted. The gospel roots me. It's better, deeper, richer, and more true. Than psychology.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. Now, if anything, even from his previous statement, you would think that this is an entry point into psychology. It's a shorthand. Right. It's a way to make progress within psychology, not something to supplant or be better than psychology.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, if psychology is an accurate look at how things are and if God created the way things are... Then religion might be like a quicker A to B, mm-hmm. but we should still come to the same conclusions.
1: Yeah, but this sounds at least that last quote sounds more Habardian in that I've supplanted the mm-hmm. you know, the dynamics of the psychological <laughs> profession.
0: Yep. Totally. Wow. Last thought. He gave a talk at the University of Utah a few years ago to a reporting class. And so as a result, this reporting class happened to, as an assignment, be taking notes and sort of like writing an article about his talk that's up on the website. Interesting. So the student journalist... Wrote about his talk and said, Hartman talked about how his take on the color code is not backed by the evidence and research that educators demand. Hmm. But how people that's a in-
1: very nice way to say it,
0: <laughs> but how people in business could use it because it logically works and they're more pragmatic. Another student in the class asked how he feels about personality tests, like which frozen character are you? And Hartman <laughs> replied, I hate it. If math did what psychology does, no one would trust it.
1: typical Hans <laughs>
0: Wow there you okay
1: go. yeah, you're right I, I did like that story. Oh, good. interesting. on the website there is a place where you can sign up for trainer certification. Yeah So I don't know maybe I should I I'll should give it. them my info right now see if they tell me how much it costs. This is interesting. they show color code trainer certification clients include allstate. Clemson University.
0: Oh, that's where Drew's brother went to grad Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Brown, I think the shaving company. Chico's. Is that okay. a re- restaurant or something? Uh,
0: n- I think that is women's clothing.
1: Okay. And Discover, which uh, oh. I think is a Mormon so they, company. They
0: do accept Discover. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. right.
1: Um, all right. Let's access huh. the information page now. going to give them- I my... feel
0: like it's $149, but I don't know where I'm getting that. Is this a download? Is this a download?
1: Only one way to find out. Okay, I am primarily interested in training color code as an independent trainer, consultant, or coach. Let's access the information page now. Okay, get certified to teach our flagship course, the Color Code Interpersonal Skills Workshop. That should be our next live show. It's just me teaching the workshop.
0: Are you signing up for the workshop?
1: Uh, You going
0: and click.
1: When you pursue a certification program, you expect to pay any number of fees, registration fees, licensing fees, royalty fees, etc. Our business model has been recently Uh modified to allow you to certify without paying any fees, and we're sure you're going to like it. Oh my god, this is a long page. Wow. (laughs) It keeps scrolling and scrolling. Code cards, audio CD download, participant workbook personalized name tag.
0: (laughs) Ooh, now I'm listening. Oh,
1: that shows your own pie chart.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Code assessment with the fully upgraded comprehensive analysis. Wow, this is too much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny that you, the person who hated it a lot more, are going through to see if you should get certified in it.
1: Okay, why are we waiving the fees? They anticipated my question and they answered it. 12 pages down this page. Why are we waiving the fees? We understand that a skeptical person Mm. might look at this and wonder what the catch is here. After all, we are giving you access to materials that took decades to develop And costs Mm. hundreds of thousands of dollars in the process without holding anything back. And you can get it all for the wholesale cost of the materials that you would Uh, need to teach a couple of classes anyway. Here's our philosophy. Okay, yeah, yeah. So
0: how much is that? It's so annoying. This might
1: be the longest web page I've ever seen. This is
0: free in the sense that we don't charge you even more than we're charging you.
1: You got to fill out a long questionnaire. Oh my goodness, there's a lot of free response questions. This would take me an hour to fill out. Okay, so they're not going to tell you the price, but it's probably $150. (laughs) (laughs)
0: because <laughs> i felt that way. Yeah, i don't want to yeah.
1: answer all this.
0: Goodness. Well, if you are color code certified, let us know what you paid. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know what color you are. Let us know whether it has your relationship with your mom. Yeah, and has it continued to improve your life, or is this something you did in the 90s, and now you're like, that was silly?
1: That was an entertaining reveal. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: So uh, how would you rate this thing on a scientific scale, where 10 is something not very scientific, like the stuff to your right and the stuff to your left are all made, like if you looked at them under a microscope, Mm -hmm. out of goat sperm.
0: No, what? Like this glass right here? Yep.
1: Made out These of goat sperm. B12
0: pills? Okay. Yeah.
1: All of that. Whereas one is something incredibly scientifically vetted and well justified, like you should go get a COVID vaccine if you haven't already. Oh, yeah. Like both of us. Hey. We're fully vaccinated. Yeah. Carry Moderna, Ross Pfizer, BioNTech. Yeah. Moderna.
0: Moderna team. We actually don't care just get vaccinated i know a couple of people tweeted at me yeah like does this actually matter it it really doesn't (laughs) you
1: shouldn't you shouldn't be promoting anyone over another yeah we're not
0: i i would give this pretty high it says stuff like studies have proven time and again that intelligence quotient is four times as important as iq what's that what are you even talking about you're just writing this Mm -hmm. that was very irritating to me lots of graphs and pie charts and stuff that make you feel like you're entering into a scientific realm but you're really you've just this is just a visual aid of what Mm -hmm. you've already told me um so i'm gonna give it an eight
1: yeah i think that's well justified this one this time really is I think borrowing the trappings of a scientific field, Mm -hmm. even though it's like, you know, one of the social sciences, there's much data to bear. And these are the kinds of things where you could show backing from studies about correlations to personalities. But personality tests, I think, are a rich material for exactly what we're talking about. And you can apply more or less data to them. I would feel this is on the less data side of things. Mm -hmm. We mentioned earlier that Myers-Briggs is probably even more evidence-based than this. Myers-Briggs has a lot of problems. Yeah, it's not very. Now, where I feel this sort of thing is useful is just as a personal filter. Like it's an opportunity Mm -hmm. for you to self-evaluate and maybe find some useful ways, you know, maybe that you haven't looked at your life. You know, as long as you're willing to accept what sounds helpful and reject what isn't, Mm -hmm. I I think this could be helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, But just keep in mind what it is. It's not this is not science. So, I, I'm right up there with y'all say 8.5.
0: My friend Max doesn't believe in astrology, but really likes astrology for the reason you're articulating that it just helps him. It's, it's just sort of like a scaffolding to move around in. Yeah. And say, oh, that's interesting. She's a Capricorn. And oh, I see how she is. And I see how she's not. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. It just kind of helps me think about her.
1: Uh, just today, I was watching a lecture by Adam Grant, who wrote Give and Take. And it was about, you know, like people who are givers, people who are takers, and then those who are matchers, I think, was the other mm-hmm. option, depending on who's around them. And, you know, it's it's not a, a fast, hard thing that you can apply scientifically to people, but it's a useful framework mm-hmm. in which to evaluate. And um, another one I saw recently was the difference between ask Culture and guest culture, mm. where hmm. it, it came on a thread where someone was upset because they had had a friend ask if they could stay at their house for a couple of weeks. And they had already rejected a similar request before, and they were just so upset by this, the chutzpah, like that you would ask mm. me that. That puts a lot of burden on me. Mm. And a lot of people were responding to saying, what's the big deal? You just say no. They, they asked, you say no. Mm-hmm. And other people were saying, yeah, you're right. That's really rude. And so the- mm. I, I'm, Because that
0: person could have guessed what your position was and that they're putting you in it again.
1: Right. So the, the kind of distinction was that for people in the ask culture, requests- aren't as big of a deal for them. Not a lot of thought goes into it. And presumably if they get no as an answer, they're okay with that. Mm. Whereas the guest culture will put a lot of thought into only asking questions they expect to get a yes answer to. and, Mm. And they take request to be very important like oh wow well if you asked me something oh, that means you, you expect you me to bothered say yes to ask
0: and you put work into the asking right
1: and so now huh. i need to put work into the rejection or you know and, yeah. and then of course huh. there are gradations within both of those where you know if you have an Ask person who doesn't take no for an answer that can cause problems. Sure, but you know, like for huh. for one group, just putting it out there is no big deal. Like, ah, just put it out there. It'd be great mm-hmm. if you said yes, but if you don't, that's fine. Now I'm going way too into this, but but I thought it was genuinely insightful. It kind of mm-hmm. helped me understand some irritation I'd had in the past that for the ask culture folks the guest culture people who put all this thought into well if I say this they'll say this and I say this mm. and you know tries to do all this head work they seem just sneaky and non-communicative mm. uh, like they're playing all these games whereas oh, right. from the other direction the ask people just seem rude like they just oh, haven't yeah. gone to that effort to think it out.
0: Oh right that's interesting which I'm not feeling intuitively like I'm in one camp or the other which one did you feel intuitively like you were in?
1: I 100% am a guest culture. Oh okay. That's something where I think Yeah, this isn't hard or scientific, but it's a great filter and framework to kind of think about things, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate it as such. So I would say that is the best version of this, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as long as you keep the fact that it came as a Mormon download. (laughs)
0: Keep that in the firmly floor, in front mind of your mind. And
1: I would point people to other things before I'd point them to this. So. Sure.
0: Especially because you hated it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I hated taking it. I hated reading it. I recommend this to no one.
0: Uh, but also, uh, kind of good.
1: Except for my wife. I delegated that she'd take it.
0: Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I made Drew take it. I always said that. He's a blue. Okay. And I didn't make him. I asked him. What about on a pocket drainer value where one is something not at all pocket draining, like buying some magnesium oxide at the corner? store it's like eight dollars a bottle and 10 good deal is something incredibly pocket draining like buying a lifetime membership to club 33 at disneyland oh goodness it's just like yeah, yeah ten, <laughs> tens, tens of, of thousands, thousands of, of dollars, dollars.
1: <laughs> indeed well we don't know how much it costs uh, to become a trainer in this mm. and you know what here we go i uh, even if i had had more time I would not have filled out this long, ridiculous form. Um, so, if someone wants to do that, here, look at me delegating.
0: Hey, and tell
1: us how much it costs to actually start as a trainer. We'd be interested to know. You there can you go. email us at info at onopodcast.com. But I will judge based on the fact that you can take a free test and find out what your primary color is mm-hmm. and thus determine the direction of your life. That's free. Okay. Yeah. But if you want any more detail than what your color is, Even like the little pie chart, you're going to pay 40 bucks. Ah, that's not too bad. Yeah. You do get a lot of information thrown at you. So I'll say five...
0: Oh, okay yeah since he's written a couple books this this falls snugly in the just sort of pop psychology mm-hmm. avenue for me but with of course the nod to the fact that this is also religious but that area of like you know nancy just read a book and she's going to talk about this book for three months because it had a really <laughs> big impact on her and then we're not going to hear about it again i feel like that's the role this plays she's
1: going to label us all as whites and, right. and reds
0: we're going to hear about it for a minute so she gets and then, out of it
1: gets it out of her system
0: right and then she's gonna read The Secret and we'll hear about that. Um, So I feel like Nancy (laughs) I feel like it's in that category which is usually a pretty low expense category. Mm -hmm. It's you know the book you'd find at target. It doesn't seem like it's a really bad gateway or anything like that. So I really think more like a three. Okay. Yeah.
1: I was thinking in terms of what you pay for what you get and Mm -hmm. I would rather not have read that. (laughs) (laughs) What would you give this on a danger rating, where one is something not very dangerous. You give a fist bump to your new friend that you met at the grocery store. Okay. Whereas a 10 is something very- The
0: worst thing, though, is having to go to the grocery store twice.
1: (laughs) Yes, whereas a 10 (laughs) is going to the grocery store twice. Dangerous, inconvenient. Oh, my God. You need to go to Grove instead.
0: (laughs) Um... Uh, one. Not dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It uh, might, the danger is it might make you obnoxious and your friends will be <laughs> like, I don't want to hear about this anymore.
1: And then you'll be like, oh, what's the matter? Are they a, are they a red? <laughs> she, yeah, she must you, be a red. Do you want more power? I could give yeah. you power. <laughs>
0: you want me to like you?
1: Yeah, you're right. Anyone could get carried away with anything, but it's not too dangerous. So yeah. uh, I'll say 1.5.
0: Okay. And what about creepiness? Where one is something that's just not at all creepy. Like you... Turn on the TV and there's a chess championship and Magnus Carlson is sweeping the boards and ten- that's a great name. Oh, definitely. And ten is something super creepy. You walk into your home, uh, which is normally you know taupe apartment colors.
1: Sure. And but- now Bobby Fisher's there.
0: But instead, no. Okay. The walls are like swirling black and white squares and they're just very subtly moving just barely just enough that you're like is that moving is that Is moving? it an I
1: optical illusion? I've seen moving. that type of optical illusion before.
0: Yeah. And as you as you walk through your home, Kara comes out and she she's a bishop. <laughs> She's the piece of of chess the chess piece that is the bishop.
1: And this is where, if it's reality, I ask myself, is
0: this a dream? Right.
1: But in a dream, I just deal with the fact that my wife is now a bishop. Yeah. That's creepy.
0: Yeah, end of story. That's a 10.
1: (laughs) Checkmate. Yeah, this isn't creepy. I liked hearing the backstory, but even that's not creepy. It's almost expected. So... (laughs) I'll say one. I can't give it any creepiness mm. in my mind.
0: Anything that touches on Mormonism gets a certain amount of fun creepy for me. Okay, well, I, Yeah. creepy halo. Yeah, so I'm going to give it a two.
1: All right. Thank you, Joseph Smith. <laughs> hot drinks? Did they mail you any hot drinks?
0: Since this is Mormon, I think it is a thumbs down on the hot drinks.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Carrie, for uh, how did you find this? I don't remember. You're normally, we start with that.
0: I think I was originally thinking of that color system I encountered in Sacramento and went to try to find it, and this seemed to be the more popular version of Same.
1: Oh, okay. There's so many ways to divide people into colors. Well, mm-hmm. let's not do that.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: all right. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
0: This episode was edited by Ross Blotcher.
1: Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer.
0: You can... Support this and all our investigations by going to maximumfund.org forward slash join, but don't do it next week because Max Fun Drive's coming up. Well,
1: wait a second. If oh. you're listening to this right now, Maximum Fund Drive is about to start.
0: Oh, yeah, good point.
1: So we it starts
0: on May 3rd, 2021.
1: We tend to release our podcast on Sundays, and mm-hmm. Max Fund Drive starts on a Monday. So you're gonna hear our next episode coming up. We're very excited to share it with you. Toward the end of the week. But you've got all this time to start signing up. So if you want to support us, go ahead. Get started. Uh, Maximumfun.org slash join. Just make sure it's Monday or later. Yeah. Go ahead and join then. And then we'll tell you next week all the cool stuff that you have helped unlock and that you get. There's already like a bonus content package waiting for you. Yes. From Carrie. And there's another one coming from me.
0: Yes. I read a story that I wrote when I was 11. It takes 67 minutes to read. That's how long it is. And uh, I think it's very good. Have you heard it yet?
1: No, not the whole thing. I did start listening. I need to finish listening. Um, (laughs) I am intrigued. I want to know what happens with
0: Caroline Opals. It's kind of lame what happens, but okay.
1: And I'll tell you what's coming from me. I recorded a sleep track that you can listen to to help put you to sleep. It's about 26 minutes long. And it's me reading an L. Ron Hubbard passage from A History of Man, Scientology, A History of Man, like this. And when auditing the preclear, first recall the time when they were a clam. And as I was editing it, I put myself to sleep. Like I got so drowsy, I had to stagger into the room and fall asleep. Then I tried editing again. Same thing. Oh,
0: wow. Three times. Put yourself to sleep. Listening
1: to my own audio (laughs) made me incredibly drowsy. So I'm hoping it'll work just as well for you.
0: Well, I listened to a good 10 minutes of it while I was on my skydiving trip. Yep. I didn't fall asleep, but it was also the middle of the day.
1: Was it entertaining?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay,
1: because if you listen to the words, they are insane.
0: Yay. Oh, for sure. Thank you for doing that. I was
1: inspired by a Tony Shaloub track where he reads, A History of Mathematics. Mm. And it was so funny. I would just crack up because he's reading stuff that is kind of interesting about the ancient Greeks, but at the same time, he's reading it like this. And he's-
0: Is it supposed to be soporific? Tony
1: Shalup. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It it was meant as that. It was released as that. So I would crack up and then I would fall asleep. It actually worked. (laughs) So you're welcome. Uh, so, yeah, to, to unlock that, to support us, to make sure more podcasts are coming your way, go to maximumfundorg slash join this coming week. And then next week, it'll be a whole extravaganza where we give you more reasons to do that.
0: Yeah. And, and remember, remember, in the confident opinion of Dr. Taylor Hartman, Ph.D.
2: Let's talk about politics and the color code. I love this one. It's kind of fun for me. Uh, do you know that for 20 years in American politics, we only elected a white or a yellow president. We didn't go red and we didn't go blue. So you have Richard Nixon, who was blue with red, and you have John F. Kennedy, who was yellow. You have Jimmy Carter, who was white, George Bush, who was white, his son George Bush, who was yellow. You have Ronald Reagan, who is yellow. Um, and then you have Obama, who came in, who's blue, secondary red. And now you have two reds vying for the presidency. You have Hillary Clinton, who is as red as they come, and Donald Trump, who is as red as they come. And you're gonna see the clash of the titans. And while they do it differently, trust me, their motive is the same. All they want is power. Move me from A to B. What are you doing? I'm just taking one last you? look at my co-workers. Every
1: journey comes to an end. Remember, Black, the space will be with you always. Sorry, who are you again? Master Kieran. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. So calling in. <laughs>
0: Friendships
1: will be tested.
0: doll you have to do it. You have to shoot Plek. Okay.
1: (laughs) You shot him so fast. Destinies
0: will be fulfilled. I've become a complete bird. I'm
2: flying, I'm flying.
0: (laughs) On April
1: 28th, the saga starts concluding.
2: Guys,
0: we don't have a choice. We have to put on a show.
2: We can do it in the old barn. We've got the costumes, we've got a stage. We can do it, you guys.
0: Mission to
1: Zix, the final season on Maximum Fun.
0: Max Fun Drive's almost here. It starts on Monday, May 3rd, ends on May 14th, and it's the best time to support the shows you love. Here are some folks like you, sharing what Max Fun and our shows mean to them.
2: Most importantly, it's meant community. Community. And uh, yeah, just
1: thanks for hanging out and making joke em up and making my week a little bit brighter. So thanks, Max it's Fun, for making me a better person and making sure that I'm surrounded by better people. Thanks again for all you do. Love supporting Max Fun and uh, keep it up.
2: Come back Monday, May 3rd for more details from your favorite hosts. We'll have some of the best
0: episodes of the year, special Max Fundride thank you gifts, and maybe a few surprises. That's Monday, May 3rd. Until then,
2: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.